Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Flynn knew. Mike Flynn knew the whole time. It is now transparently obvious that he was targeted because he knew. What did he know? Don't go anywhere. I've got that. I've got new updates, disturbing updates on the Soviet-style police state we've morphed into practically overnight. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm going to do my best to stop it. Today's show brought to you by expressvpn.com. Your online data is yours. Protect it from prying eyes. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get a VPN today. Don't wait. Had a little technical difficulties with producer Joe. Hopefully he'll join us in the middle of the show today, but we had to get cracking because it's a loaded show today. Like I said, I've got that. It's just the police state tyranny we've seemingly all uh, been subjected to and some have accepted overnight is just grotesque. Let's get right to it, a loaded show. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Omax. Listen, living with chronic pain like I do is the worst. I have really bad arthritis. It stinks. It's more than just discomfort. It really affects your whole life. I have a hard time sleeping at times. And after my workouts, I'm sore for days, not just from the workout, but from my joints. Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that prevents them from living a full life, relaxing and sleeping. Omax Health is here to help. We love this stuff. We use it. We just got an email about this product. Actually, this is Omax's roll-on. If, uh, if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, solution CryoFreeze CBD roll-on. Looks like this. Developed by them. Looks just like a roll-on. You put it on, you get that freeze right away. We love it. We would be lost without this stuff. This non-prescription tri- triple action pain relief roll-on is formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improves muscle and joint flexibility. The best part, it's 100% natural. CBD-powered re- remedy, and it works its magic within 10 minutes of application. For me, it's even less. Relief lasts up to eight hours. It is terrific, much longer than over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. The discount applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's omax, O-M-A-X, health.com. Enter code Bongino to get 20% off site-wide. A lot of pro athletes use this for recovery. It's got five, it's got 95% five-star reviews. I ordered it from my back and shoulder and it really works. Simply roll it on where it hurts and no messy creams or horrible fragrances and the pain for me goes away in just minutes. CryoFreeze works within 10 minutes of application. Again, omaxhealth.com and our promo code Bongino today for 20% off the site. Go check it out. This is great. All right, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. I'm giving my own bell in the absence of producer Joe's special bell. Let me get to this first because this is just disgusting, disturbing, and I'm having a difficult time digesting how overnight the Bill of Rights seems to be forfeited in the Constitution. Lawmakers who swore, by the way, to uphold the Constitution appear to believe that the Constitution was a suggestion. It is. The Constitution is not a suggestion. The Constitution is not optional. And I'm unsure where lawmakers read in the Bill of Rights, specifically the First Amendment, which specifically prohibits the establishment of any kind of state religion, prohibits any laws. Congress shall establish no laws, no laws interfering with peaceful assembly, the freedom of speech, and the freedom of the press. I'm I'm unsure where these state lawmakers miss that. What do you think? Because you're in the states, you're not subjected to the U.S. Constitution of the Bill of Rights? Is that what's going on? Quick example is you can see playing in the background this video here. I'll describe it to our audio listeners. There was a tattoo parlor owner, North Carolina, 
goes by the name of Jax, who was arrested for merely the act of opening the door to his business. This is just gross in Apex, North Carolina. We're going to try to get Jax on the on the phone. We'll include the interview in tomorrow's show. I I I, I mean, I, what's going on? What are we? What is this, Cuba? Are, are we in the? Are we? Was this so? This is Soviet Union. Did I miss something? Congress shall establish no law interfering with people, American citizens' right to peaceful assembly, the freedom of the press, to practice their religion. Did you miss all this? What are the what is the governing bodies in Apex, North Carolina, and police supervisors in charges? What are you doing? Again, I'm not I've been had the back of our police officers before many of you have even been alive on the left. I was one. But what are you doing? Where are the police unions here? I have a story today in the New York Post at the show notes. De Blasio, the communist mayor of New York City, is releasing criminals back onto the street. I'll have you know, by the way, that roughly 50% of the crime, do you know this? The majority of the crime, 50% or more is committed by between 5 and 10% of the population. So a small number of people are committing most of the crimes, yet we're releasing those people back onto the streets, communist mayor of New York, de Blasio, while we're arresting innocent American citizens for practicing what? Their right to show up at their own business? We're losing it, folks. We're losing it. I'm not going to let it happen. I don't, listen, I got tattoos. Sorry, wrong arm. This tattoo, well, I do have one on this arm too, actually, up there. I got tattoos all over the place. Honestly, I got a really bad one on my chest or something right here. Right there. Yeah. You can see if you're watching the YouTube. What are you, what? I'm just showing my tattoos. I'm not like trying to do a Geraldo. I'm just showing you. I got that. I don't want a new tattoo, but I think I'm going to get one anyway from this tattoo uh, shop owner in North Carolina. I'm not kidding. We'll have him on. I'm going to talk to him. I may just go up there and bring a few of my friends and get a tattoo to support this guy. I don't know him. I'm trying to support these folks uh, as many as I can. But this is a disgrace. Country's falling apart. What can we do? You need to talk to your police departments immediately. Your friends, your friends who are cops, your police officer friends who know people, your, your, your legislators, where are the police unions on this? Why are officers being allowed to do this? Why are you doing it? Listen, I'm very sorry, but for the people involved, I know that I'm getting, I've got a lot of emails. I've received a ton of them from police officers who won't do this. I'm asking you a serious question here. Who told you just following orders was an excuse? It's not. You swore an oath. Did that, oath was, did that not matter? And believe me, I'm receiving an overwhelming number of emails from actual frontline police officers fully objecting to this, saying, I'm not going to be involved in this. Where are the police unions backing your men up and saying, we will not participate in this? It is clearly unconstitutional. Welcome, producer. Hey, welcome. How are you today? <laughs> well, I'm doing fine. Gee, sorry about that. This thing the just... The audience gets a little screwed up when they don't the hear wonderful... from me too. The wonderful Windows update. Welcome back yeah, to the thank show. Thank you. Yeah, in the middle of yeah. our show. But that's all right. We got going on time. So good, good to see deal, you. Good deal, man. Here is a video of the another communist mayor of Chicago, uh. Lori Lightfoot, who now, if you assemble and you have a house party, 
She's letting you know she's laying down the law. She hasn't read the First Amendment either. Congress shall establish no law interfering with people's right to assemble. Here is Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot laying down the law. What law? I'm not sure. She's making it up as she goes along, but taking her cues from Stalin and Lenin and all. Check this out. Now, I've directed Superintendent Brown to order all police districts to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. Don't make us treat you like a criminal. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. Oh, she's so tough. Mm. Oh, you're so tough. Oh, my gosh, we're quivering. By the way, the fakest tough guys, and by guys, I mean that generically. Obviously, Lori Lightfoot is a woman. The fakest tough guys I've ever seen, having spending my literally my adult life, literally Uh not figuratively, my entire adult life in mixed martial arts gyms with real fighters who fight for a living, have had bones broken, faces dented in, have been choked out repeatedly. I've spent my life, or I'm not suggesting I'm one of them. I'm telling you, I've spent my life in the Secret Service, law enforcement, and mixed martial arts schools with the toughest people around. The fakest tough guys you will ever meet are the chatterbox talkers. Yep. The fa- this, yeah. uh, we're coming for you. Uh, I'm laying it down. Yeah, whatevs. Okay. By the way, the first person, sue her. Sue her personally and cite that because I don't know where she's finding this power because it's not in the Constitution. Tyrant. Now it gets worse. Uh, yeah. It gets yeah. not just Florida. It's not just Maryland. It's not just North Ca- Apex, North Carolina. This is happening all over the country. My former home state of Maryland, this is a piece by WBAL, a radio station I used to guest host that up there. Three Republican lawmakers sue, I'm going to add tyrannical here, tyrannical Governor Larry Hogan over the stay-at-home there order. Again, I don't know where Larry Ho- Hogan thinks he's getting these uh, unconstitutional powers to threaten to arrest people, but these are allegations, of course. But Republican lawmaker Dan Cox who is at a, a delegate in Maryland, was apparently going to one of these uh, freedom rallies, I'm calling him, to give a speech, and apparently alleges he was threatened with arrest if he spoke at that rally. This is incredible. We now have lawmakers threatened with arrest, too. I, 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 again, the gulags. We're in, uh, You have to read Solzhenitsyn and his books right now, because that's where yeah. we're going with this. Yeah. And Solzhenitsyn's books, by the way, The Gulag Archipelago, Mm -hmm. which is long, but is a must read for any freedom loving patriot out there. You'll see how the advent of this unconstitutional tyranny, in their case, they didn't have a constitution back then, but this tyranny, how it starts when good people stay quiet and when good people say things like, I was just following orders. Mm. I was just doing your job. You're not, you're, you're not doing your job. That's not your job for the politicians and people in law enforcement who, again, the people in law enforcement, I have the deepest respect for. I was there with you. I fought these fights. I've been there. You swore an oath. That oath is your job. This isn't your job. I don't know who told you that, why you think this is your job, or why you think just following orders is some kind of an excuse. Your country here is collapsing in front of our eyes. 
I'm sorry, but this is not your job. I've been, I've been in those, those muster rooms. I've been in those break rooms. I know these guys. I know these women. Don't think that this is going to save you. It's not. There will be lawsuits. You will be on the other end of this stuff. I'm not telling people what to I'm simply suggesting to you. I don't know who told you this is your job. This is not constitutional. You swore an oath. That oath should matter. I'm really sorry, but this is wrong. Mm. And what's wrong is wrong. No matter who committing it, not because you, I was a friend of yours. or I, This is just wrong. And believe me, the overwhelming majority of emails I've received from police officers agree with me. Not you. If you think, oh, I'm just doing my job. These are our orders. What if they orders you to go kick someone in the face? Hey, go punch that guy in the face. Why? Because I ordered it. Would you do it? You say, of course I wouldn't do it. That's wrong. This is wrong too. All right, I want to get to this Flynn stuff because it's just devastating. It's now become incredibly transparent that Mike Flynn knew. He knew the whole time. That's why they needed him out. I had some conversations this weekend mm. that were just eye-opening that put a lot of this together. This stuff gets really, really delicious. Don't go anywhere. Hey, today's show also brought to you by our friends. We got Mother's Day coming up at Pearl Source. You're looking for the per- uh, perfect gift? Go to thepearlsource.com, thepearlsource.com. Uh, slash Dan and enter promo code Dan at checkout. You'll get 20% off your entire order. Jewelry is one of the most popular gifts you can get for Mother's Day. And it's good reason. Women love it. Men love to give jewelry. You can rarely go wrong, especially with pearls. The classics. It's nothing more classic than fine pearl jewelry. Doesn't need to break your budget either. See that? Look at our YouTube. You can see it got special offers right now. The Pearl Source, you get the highest quality pearl jewelry at 70% off retail prices. Why? Because the Pearl Source cuts out the middleman by eliminating traditional five times markups by jewelry stores. You don't need that. It's, they sell directly to you. Your local jewelry store is closed. Shop safely and securely from the comfort of your own home at The Pearl Source. You'll find the largest selection of pearls available anywhere, and each jewelry piece is custom made for you. Customize your jewelry based on pearl size, quality, gold type, length, and many more choices. Mother's Day is next Sunday. Don't wait. The Pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order, zero contact delivery. Everything comes beautifully packaged in an elegant box, so it's ready to be given as a gift. Not sure if she'll love your gift? Don't even worry about it. The Pearl Source comes with a no-hassle, 60-day money-back guarantee, risk-free. Plus, more than 20 years in the business and over 7,000 five-star reviews, you can be sure you're shopping from a trusted retailer. I just made my purchase for Miss Paula. She knows because, you know, it's hard to hide stuff in this house. Has your <laughs> Take care of your mom. Take care of your wife. Take care of your significant other. Go to the Pearl Source. Tell them you love them and appreciate them. Save up to 70% off retail prices. And for a limited time, listeners to my show can take 20% off the entire order for Mother's Day. Go to the pearlsource.com slash Dan and her promo code Dan at checkout. 20% off the entire order. Find pearl jewelry, best prices online. Go straight to the source, thepearlsource.com slash Dan and her promo code Dan at checkout. Thepearlsource.com slash Dan, promo code Dan at checkout. All right. Um, one quick note also. Uh, for those of you who were asking me about the President Trump interview on Friday, I know a lot of you were surprised by it. I got a, some of, uh, a, a number of emails mm. actually from people who said, you know, hey, yeah, Joe, they said to me, hey, uh, you know, I, I didn't click on your Friday show because I thought that was your old interview with President Trump. Huh. Why didn't you tease it or tell oh. anyone on Thursday? Because I didn't, didn't know. know. No. Folks, when the White House calls you on Thursday and says, hey, you want to do an interview with President Trump? You don't say, no, hold on. I didn't tease it to my audience. That is a new interview on Friday. Yeah. 
There are some gems in there. We talk about Biden. We talk about China. We talk about the economy, the debt. Now, the one criticism I, I received, which is fair, I put my email out there so you all can email me and I can read your, your feedback. Why didn't you ask this? Or why didn't you ask hmm. that? Folks, can I give you a little behind the scenes as to, uh, and I, I say this with the greatest of respect, but it's the White House. They gave us generously 15 minutes in the middle of their workday on a Friday in the middle of a pandemic because of this large digital audience we have. They've always been great with new media, always the White House. And I want to sincerely thank the White House and President Trump for doing it. The president stayed for 28 minutes, nearly double the time. Some of you said, why didn't you follow up on the national debt question? Folks, we had the Flynn thing. We had the Biden thing. We had a, the China thing. We had the comments the day before. I'm, I'm deeply sorry. I didn't, the, I'm really sorry. I just want you to know, I, I will try on the next interview to get those other questions in. It's not that I was disregarding it. It's not that I didn't want to follow up. We just didn't have the time. He was very generous with his time. And I really wanted to talk about Flynn too. So thank you for your feedback though. Sincerely, this show is for you, not for me. And I'm trying my best here, but they were generous enough to double the amount of time. I just can't get everything in. So that's the explanation. Hey, Dan. Get everything. But thank you for all the positive feedback, you know, which you know, is overwhelming. Uh, Fox used one of our cuts, too. Yeah. yeah. Right off the interview. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, no, a couple of people yeah. did. And I, you know, we were all over the place. I saw that on Media Eyes, which yeah. is a website. That, so I really appreciate yeah, thank it. thank you. All right, let's get to this Flynn stuff. Folks, Flynn knew everything. Flynn knew everything. I've been saying this forever. General Mike Flynn, who was targeted by the Obama administration as far back as 2014, which I have to make a correction. I'm deeply sorry. Last week I said the Flynn dinner with Svetlana Lakova and over in the UK where they initially set him up with Halper. Yeah. Halper wasn't at the dinner, but that's 2014. For some bizarre reason, I keep saying 2015. It's 2014. So thank you for that correction. It's important. But Flynn was a target of the Obama administration for a very long time. I described on Thursday's show of last week, I described why Flynn was a target. General Flynn spoke out about the Iran deal. He was Obama's, dep uh, excuse me, director of the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency. To have your own guy speak out about the dreadful Iran deal, put a target on his mm -hmm. back. Flynn was also, General Flynn was also speaking out about the horrible intelligence we were using on the battlefield and how battlefield intelligence was more important than D.C. intelligence. The D.C. swamp rats didn't like that. Flynn needed to go. He was a target from 2014 on. But when Flynn becomes a member of the Trump team, and comes into office and starts asking questions. This is important, important, important. Starts asking questions about the intelligence community he knows and has been embedded in himself and has a real problem with. How they came to their conclusions that President Trump was somehow colluding with the Russians. When Flynn starts asking questions, everybody panics. And it explains the beginning of January 12th, the beginning of January, excuse me. It explains this timeline I'm going to lay out, which is devastating. Hat tip Jeff Carlson, Lee Smith, and others who helped me along with this as well. And Svetlana Lakova, too. So, headline, keep this in mind the whole time. Mike Flynn was an intelligence professional and knew this thing against Trump was a hoax because he had already spoken out against some of the schemes and scams people in the intelligence community were pulling. Let's go to the videotape here and let's prove, let's prove to you with the evidence that they needed Flynn out. First, here's the IG report. From the IG report, I believe it's page 118 or around there. 
Look at what happens on January 5th. Keep up this timeline. It's devastating. So go to the, put up the IG report. Mm -hmm. On January 5th, this is long, but it's important. This, they're talking about Jim Comey and Clapper. How on January 5th of 2017, Clapper, NSA Director Rogers, Brennan and Comey, they briefed the ICA that, remember the 17 intelligence agencies report? Yes. They briefed it to Obama. That's this infamous meeting Susan Rice later writes about on a, a, a later in January, an email where she writes, oh no, this, this, the meeting was where, where Obama said, do everything by the book. So on January 5th, they brief Obama about the Obama's dossier, which says the Russians were trying to help Trump, which is fake. It goes on that on January 6th, they brief President-elect uh, Trump and his national security team about the same ICA. Comey then briefs about the dossier on this January 6th meeting as well, but he keeps Trump aside. He says, listen, you need to stay aside. I need to brief you about something. He tells him about the PP tape stuff and the dossier. This is where this gets really interesting. This is from the IG report. According to an email Comey sent to FBI officials the next day on January 7th, after he briefs Trump, January 5th, mm -hmm. Comey briefs Obama, January 6th, he briefs Trump, January 7th, he sends this email. He mentions during the initial portion of the briefing of a piece of Steele's reporting. So he's briefing Trump on the dossier and he's emailing about it. He mentions that Russia had files of derogatory information on both Clinton and the president-elect, Trump. Listen to this gem. Comey's email stated that a member of Trump's national security team asked during the briefing whether the FBI was trying to dig into the subsources to get a better understanding of the situation. And Comey responded in the affirmative. <laughs> oh, yes. So hmm. just to be clear, mm -hmm. I know Joe is the audience referee. You're probably like, yeah. ah, I don't get <laughs> it. Well, you'll yeah, get it there soon. You go. So in January yeah. 5th, Comey and the national security team brief Obama on this fake, uh, this nonsense intelligence community report that the Russians are trying to interfere with the right. election. January 6th, Comey briefs the president-elect and his national security team uh, about Russians having information on him in the dossier. He then pulls Trump aside, briefs him about the PP tape, PP tape. The information then leaks to CNN, which is then used to launch a story at BuzzFeed about the dossier, which starts the whole Russia nonsense uh, doubling down by the media. Mm. But there's a key line in there. Someone on Trump's national security team calls out Comey in that briefing and says, hey, Jimbo, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy C. Mm. Hey, did you check this information? Can you put that up again, by the way? Did you actually check this dossier and find out where they're getting it from? Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me read that line to you again. Did you, quote, try to dig into the subsources? A member of Trump's national security team asks Jim Comey. Who do you think that member of the national security team could be? Hmm. Mike Flynn. It's clearly Mike Flynn. So General Flynn is sitting there in this briefing where they're telling Trump on January 6th, the day after the Obama White House briefing, where they're doing it by the book, mm -hmm. the day after, the day after. And Flynn is listening to this nonsense about how the Russians are trying to influence Trump and have derogatory information mm -hmm. on Trump. And Flynn, who's an intelligence professional who knows 
and has been speaking out about using politics and intelligence reports conveniently for years and is a target of the Obama administration, says, Jim O, Jim, uh, Jim, uh, Jimmy C, where exactly are you getting this information? Because it sounds like they're lying. Again, I tip Dave Chappelle. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Yes. Now, what's also interesting is this. Uh, you know what? I didn't put this up, Paul. I didn't brief you this, but I put a Powell, Sidney Powell thing. Uh, Sidney Powell and her legal filing. It says a Powell document. If you find it, throw it into YouTube. You can leave it up. But Sidney Powell, who's Mike Flynn's lawyer. In this filing, which is just amazing, in her legal filing, has this little gem embedded. Oh, look at you. My wife's amazing as a producer, isn't she? I didn't even tell her. I totally skipped over and she found it. Look at this. So Sidney Powell's legal filing, let me quote from it. She says, a letter delivered by the British embassy to Mike Flynn after General uh, Donald Trump's election and to the outgoing National Security Advisor Susan Rice in that letter, he apparently disavows former British Secret Service agent Christopher Steele, calling his credibility into question and declares him untrustworthy. <laughs> so please tell me you're following, folks. Mm -hmm. Why was there, there yeah. a big old bullseye yeah. on Mike Flynn's melon? Yep. Because the Brits had sent him a letter saying Christopher Steele is full of manure Ew. Mike Flynn is then getting this briefing with Jim Comey on January 6th Susan Rice by the way did you catch that gets the letter too yeah. so Susan Rice Obama's national security advisor remember this is December when they're getting this is probably going to Obama and going hey uh, you know that dossier we've been using to spy on uh, Trump yeah yeah that one even the Brits are telling us it's BS now uh oh we got a problem. Mm -hmm. But remember, they did everything by the book, according to Susan Rice's email to herself. So Flynn's probably sitting there at this meeting, listening to Comey brief this dossier. Flynn already has a communique from the Brits saying, this is all garbage, by the way. And he's hearing the same information from Comey. He goes, hey, uh, Jimmo, Jimmo, Jimmy, uh, are you sure that information's legit? Mm. Comey's probably like, uh-oh. Comey's doing the nail biting. He's probably like, what do we do now? Flynn's an intelligence professional who's much smarter than me. I'm a dopey hack. Jim Comey, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> Flynn's probably telling Trump this was a setup Man. based on fake information the whole time. So what do you do then? Well, Joe, you'd think, yeah. right, that what do you obviously do after you've been called out by the incoming national security advisor, a trained prof intelligence professional like Flynn, mm -hmm. who now knows, according to the Brits themselves, that the information Comey's briefing the president's all fake and all nonsense. What do you do? Well, if you're Jim Comey, you do the right thing in the FBI, right? Joe? You would think. What yes. do you do? You say you go to the president, Mr. President, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. um, but I have to inform you as the president of the United States, we were spying on your campaign. It appears the information we were using has been fully discredited and is not true. Um, you may be the subject of a media harassment campaign, but we've looked into this now. We've done some investigating. Um, unfortunately, uh, we made a mistake and we screwed up big time. That's what they did, of course. Right? Oh, of course, that's not what they did. Did not happen. What do they do then? Because they know Mike Flynn's onto them, they double down and set up an effort in early January to start to frame Mike Flynn. Remember, yeah. early January is when this all goes down.
because President Trump is about to be sworn in in days. We got to get rid of this guy now. So January 5th, Obama has that suspicious meeting with Susan Rice and others where they talk about this fake ICA, intelligence community assessment, this fake thing that the Russians have this connection with Trump. It's nonsense. It's all garbage. Remember Mm -hmm. the 17 angels. That happens January. What really happened in that meeting? Most likely the Obama people in the room with Susan Rice and others went, hey, we got a problem. Susan Rice got a letter from the Brits saying that Christopher Steele's full of uh, horse manure. Didn't we use that to spy on him? Yes, we did. What do we do now? We better frame Mike Flynn. Susan, don't worry. Just send an email to yourself about this meeting. No, saying we're doing everything by the book. That'll clear it all up, Joe. Don't worry. That'll clear everything. I send email to myself all the time, of course, (laughs) saying do things by the book. Yeah. The, The next day, Comey goes to brief President Trump after this meeting where they're clearly winking and nodding at each other about setting up Mike Flynn to shut him up before he exposes the whole thing. They go to brief the next day. They're probably feeling out Flynn at the briefing. What does he know? Right, Joe? What does he know? We're about to frame him. We're about to frame him. We don't want him to tell Trump what we've been doing to him. Let's feel him out at the briefing. They brief him on the dossier. Mm -hmm. Flynn starts asking questions about the dossier. Hey, did you actually talk to this guy's subsources? All of a sudden, Comey's like, damn, (laughs) we're briefing Trump. We're briefing Trump about this thing, and Flynn knows. How do you know he knows? Because he's asking questions. Damn, we better start framing him right now. Again, for like the 15th time. This case pisses me off. I'm not. I'm not messing with you, man. I'm serious. Like, I mean, I'm being like sarcastic to try and take the edge off, but I'm not even kidding me. This case pisses me off. It's disgusting. Yeah. Soviet-style freaking bull. So what else happens in early January? Remember the headline, Flynn's got a target on his back. They got to take him out. Stat. Let's look at this National Review piece. Kind of covered this last week, but it's worth readdressing again. National Review, Tobias. I'm sorry, Tobias. I always mispronounce your name. Tobias. We'll just leave it at that. The last name's a little beyond the scope of my pronunciation abilities. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. National Review, Christopher Steele admits records of dossier claims and interviews with his primary source were wiped out in early January of 2017. Whoa, what a dink! Mike Flynn starts asking questions to Comey. Hey, Jim O, Jimmy C, did you actually talk to those subsources? Because the letter I have, he probably doesn't even tell Comey he's got this letter, by the way. But the letter I have from the Brits says that this thing is all crap, this dossier. Did you talk to them? All of a sudden, from the National Review piece, the very same day of the infamous Obama meeting in the in the White House, Obama, uh, you know, the by the book meeting mm-hmm. where Comey and them are briefing their scam. The very same day, January 5th, look what happens. Quote, National Review. Steele later elaborated that he not only were the documents relating to the Russian bankers deleted, but all other documents underlying his intelligence report, quote, were wiped out in early January of 2017. He also said that the communications with Fusion GPS, the firm which funded the dossier, were deleted from Mm -hmm. his company's Orbis computer network on January 5th, 2017. Put my feet up on the desk. You like this? You like this quad? Check it out. (laughs) 
What? what, what? <laughs> <laughs> if you're missing the visuals, youtube.com slash Bongino, you're missing a priceless video show. Paula's going, you know, it's a good video show when Paula's in the background losing her mind. She's falling off the chair right now, <laughs> not laughing, begging me to stop the absurdities. I can't. On the same day that Obama is in the Oval Office with Comey, Rice, all of these intelligence community colluders who have set up Trump using a fake dossier on the same day, Obama's meeting with these people on the same day, rice is there rice who got the same letter from the Brits mm -hmm. saying the dossiers probably she, you get the rest on the same day, Christopher Steele magically wipes out his computer where he has information, allegedly, about his subsource. The subsource the Brits told Mike Flynn was crap. As Flynn, the next day, starts asking Comey about his crap subsources. Oh, my gosh. How stupid are these media people? Are you missing this whole... None of this bothers you? Listen to me. This gets worse. I need some Omax on my on my head right now. There you go. <laughs> I'm putting the CBD Omax on my melon to reduce the swelling on my head because I can't believe how stupid our media is to ignore only the biggest story of the entire century. That a two-star general who was President Trump's national security advisor, was framed because he started asking questions about a source the FBI used to spy on the President of the United States and his campaign. <sighs> I'm like... Ah... All right, let's go on. Mm -hmm. Try to get through this before I go into a full-blown Dan Bongino show meltdown. Shockingly, it gets worse. It always does. Here's John Solomon's excellent new website, justthenews.com, and a screenshot from an article here. So, John Solomon, FBI found no derogatory Russian evidence on Mike Flynn. They plan to close the case before leaders intervene. Oh, really? When was that date? So just to be clear, the FBI did an exhaustive research file on Mike Flynn to try to prove he was colluding with the Russians. Found nothing. Zero. Nothing. No derogatory information. This is in their notes. Mm -hmm. And right as they're about to close it down on this very interesting date mm -hmm. from the Just the News piece, someone intervenes and says, no, no, keep this open. What is that date? January 4th, the day before the infamous Obama Oval Office meeting between all of the colluders that is supposed to be the by-the-book meeting, as Susan Rice indicates in an email to herself. Now, there's something interesting, and I'll read from this in a second here, this John Solomon piece. There appears to be some disagreement. So on January 4th, Peter Stroke, who's there investigating Flynn, wants to shut the case down. 
Someone sends him a text message and says, no, don't shut it down. Keep it open. Let me read from this just the news piece. The text messages show the discussion pivoted from closing the case on Flint to seeking an interview with Flint and suggest there was a dispute between Andrew McCabe and his top counterintelligence official, Bill Prystep, who appeared to be concerned that the FBI was being unfair to Flynn. This is the text about Bill. It's a stroke texting page. Mm. He was pretty adamant about what Andy said with regards to that. And he mentioned on Saturday, he had several conversations with Andy. Bill sensed with it, that's typos there on him. And he wanted to know why he had to go aggressively doing these things openly. I worry Bill isn't getting the underlying distinction that I think is clear, but maybe I'm wrong. Bill Prystep, who's supervising this investigation and reports to two people and two people only. Bill Prystep of the FBI reports to Jim Comey and Andrew McCabe, the deputy director. Apparently, Bill Prystep, who's supervising this in the FBI, is wondering openly in communications with his team, Joe, why the hell are we interviewing Mike Flynn? Mm -hmm. Close this out. Remember, it's Bill Prystep's notes where he asks, quote, what's our goal Mm -hmm. to get him to lie? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not patting Bill Prystep on the back. Why he wasn't a whistleblower earlier, I'll never know. He clearly knew something was wrong. And shame on him for not speaking out earlier. But you ever ask yourself, out of all of the people who were let go, fired, or being investigated in this case, Lisa Page, Peter Stroke, James Baker, and others, Comey, why was Bill Prystep the only one who wasn't fired? Let me ask you an easier question. It's not really a question, but could be. I'm just trying to probe your mind here. You think Bill Prystep may have flipped and been a source for the government at some point here? I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. folks. Mm. Hat tip, my friend, 279. A lot of this stuff that recently turned up in Sidney Powell's request for evidence against Flynn, remember the notes, the notes we discussed last week? These just surfaced. The notes, what's our goal to get Flynn to lie? Those notes in a case file are typically buried real deep. Nobody reads those. Is it just possible, I'm asking, that Bill Prystep may have known about those notes and that he wrote those notes to cover his own caboose, if you know what I mean? Why are we reopening the case against Mike Flynn? To frame him because he knows your dossier is fake and he's asking questions. That's why, Bill. You think Bill Prystep may have known that? That they were then setting up Flynn, that this whole interview they were going to conduct just days later at the White House with Flynn, the whole interview was a pretext to get him to lie. He wrote it in his own notes, Prestep, to charge him with a fake 1001 lying to agents charge because they needed to shut him up before he told Trump about what he knew. You think Prestep knew that? That's why he put it down in the notes. Mm-hmm. Think Prestep may be talking? He's the only one who wasn't fired. The only one of the big deep state colluders. Maybe it was Prystep who cued in Durham and others and Bill Barr, people investigating this. Maybe it was Prystep who said, you may want to look at my notes. Kind of a CYA. I'm just saying. Hmm. Now, so we covered but a moment ago. I got a lot of other stuff to get to, including some media madness. We don't want to go. To, so I want to wrap this up, this segment on Flynn. But just quickly, let's just recap where we were because there's a part three to this. So the big story is, why did they target Flynn? Because Flynn knew the dossier was crap. The Brits told him. Flynn knew the the intelligence community 
portions of it were being corrupted by bad business practices and the politicization and politics, using politics in it. No one can ever say that word right, me, me included. We have the IG report where Comey admits that on the January 6th conversation with Trump that Comey has with him, Flynn starts asking him questions about the sources. Flynn knows her crap. Comey clearly freaks out. Part two, what else happens in early January? They have to set up Flynn now. They have no derogatory information. The FBI's words, not mine. They've been investigating him forever. Now they flip to part two. Well, let's just interview him about this transcript. And when he says something wrong, we'll frame him for lying to the FBI. Price Depp clearly has some worries about this strategy, takes some notes. Those notes magically are found. Price Depp isn't the, you know, it doesn't get fired. That's the reason they interview Flynn. Clearly as a pretext to lock this guy up. Why do they need to hear from Flynn? They have the transcript of the call with the Russian ambassador. Here comes part three of this, the media's role in this, the grotesque, disgusting media, which now has to spin because they have to have a reason to distract the public from the obvious, Joe, that Mike Flynn was calling out the intelligence community mm -hmm. and probably knew things about the dossier and is now a subject of a massive investigation. Mm -hmm. So the media, the useful idiots they are, have to be incorporated into the story and the intelligence community deep staters looking to take out Flynn have to start spinning a narrative that Flynn mm -hmm. may be the subject or the active participant in a Russian disinformation campaign. I'm going to get Man. to the third part of that in a second. Let me read my last spot because this is important. Store, the real story is the FBI is targeting Flynn and the media knows it because he knows Flynn knows things. Yeah. The story they spin is totally different. Final sponsor today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Patriot Mobile. We love Patriot Mobile. They've gone above and beyond to help Americans stay in touch with loved ones during this difficult time by lowering their prices even further. Right now, their U.S.-based team is standing by and ready to design a custom family plan for your cellular mobile service for you starting at only $25. Patriot Mobile shares our values. They're not going to charge you hidden fees. They're not going to scam you like these other places. And unlike a lot of these big mobile companies, they don't send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood and other leftist causes. Not Patriot. Call Patriot Mobile for a reason. Stop giving your money to those companies. Get the same reliable nationwide service and support a company that shares our values, supports our constitution, and puts people before profits. Switching is super easy. Keep your number. Bring your own phone or buy a new one. Totally up to you. Switch today. Join the family of freedom-loving Americans at Patriot Mobile. They'll even waive your activation, plus send you a free gift with the offer code DAN, D-A-N, my first name. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or go to patriotmobile.com slash DAN. Get your customized family plan today. Don't wait. Starting at just $25. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. If you want to call them or go online to patriotmobile.com slash DAN. Go today. Okay, so they know Flynn knows. They know they've got to get rid of him. They know they have nothing on him. Now they know they've got to set him up, but they've got to distract the American public from an obvious frame job. So they go to their useful idiot friends in the media. First, let's look at this footnote here. Let's look at footnote 350. that was recently declassified portions of it, of the IG report. We find out in footnote 350, that's where the Russian disinformation hoax line starts. Because remember, keep this up. They got to distract you from Flynn. So the new narrative is going to be this. There was Russian disinformation. This wasn't a targeting campaign, Joe. We just fell for Russian disinformation in the dossier. Uh -huh. And you know what? Flynn may have been a part of it. That starts January 12th from the footnote. 
A January 12th report relayed information from Redacted, outlining an inaccuracy in a limited subset of Steele's reporting. <laughs> and in a, in a limited sub, the whole thing was BS, by the way, about the activities of Michael Cohen. They stated that they did not have high confidence in this subset of Steele's reporting and assessed that the reference subset was part of a Russian disinformation campaign to denigrate U.S. foreign relations. Gosh, isn't this convenient? Yeah. January 12th, the following week after the infamous by the book meeting in Obama's Oval Office with Susan Rice, who knows the dossier's crap. And just six days after Mike Flynn in a meeting Comey has with Trump at Flynn's in starts to ask questions of Comey about the subsource and their reporting because Flynn knows it's garbage. Conveniently, a week later, January 12th, the FBI starts to say, hey, that dossier that Flynn knows is garbage. Yeah. We think it was Russian disinformation. You may say, well, how would that help the FBI? Because right now the FBI is realizing they are screwed, let's say, for the sake of yeah. keeping it family friendly. So the FBI, Joe, let me just kind of put together yes, what sir. I think happens in some FBI uh -huh. office and the seventh floor where their headquarters person are. They're probably like, holy crikeys, we've got a problem. Flynn knows the dossier we've been using to spy in is garbage. What do we do now? I've got an idea. Let's just say it's going to make us look bad, yeah. but not look as bad as us playing a role in the biggest political targeting scandal in American history of the now president of the United States or soon to mm -hmm. be. Let's do this. Let's just say we got snookered by the Russians. We'll say, man, they're really good at this. And right. oh, 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 damn, oh, oh, oh. we got nailed by the nope. Russians. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> the FBI. Yeah. Supposedly the premier law enforcement entity in the entire world. They're coming out now with this obvious ludicrous line. You see it in the footnote right mm -hmm. there, 350. January 12th is when it starts. Hey, let's just start telling people this is Russian disinformation. And Joe... Joe, hmm? I got an idea. Yeah. I have an idea. Let's say Flynn may have been a part of this no. Russian disinformation campaign. It's a great yeah. idea. Now, of course, we have January 10th, two days before that. The BuzzFeed article leaks, as we can see. The BuzzFeed article about the dossier. So they're softening the public up here. Here's the dossier. Here's BuzzFeed. Remember, BuzzFeed finds out. Uh, about uh, is it's leaked to CNN and others about the briefing of Trump about the dossier. So BuzzFeed uses that. They know the dossier is garbage, mm -hmm. but they use the briefing by Comey where Flynn starts asking questions as a predicate to write about it. So we see this BuzzFeed story up January 10th. Russian influence. Here we go. So we see this BuzzFeed story up January. The BuzzFeed story. Up January. Yeah. Are we missing the BuzzFeed story? What, what's going on over there? What are we doing back there? Do we not have the BuzzFeed story? Is the, what's wrong? Why do you not have the BuzzFeed story? That was important. Okay. The BuzzFeed story, January 10th. You get the mm -hmm. point. Moving on. You lost a few points with me there. You scored huge in the beginning of the show. <laughs> She's laughing. No, I'm messing with it. I'm messing. Okay. We'll add it in afterwards. So you'll see it. And you'll see me talking about it being added in afterwards. So again on January 12th. Same day, Joe. January 12th, 2017. Mm -hmm. Same day the FBI hatches this. Well, golly, we were just victims of Russian disinformation. We weren't targeting people on fake information. The same day, what appears in the Washington Post with David Ignatius, known recipient of deep state leaks whenever they need to cover something up, this little gem of an article appears in the Washington Post. Same day. Same day. January 12, 2017. Why did Obama dawdle on Russia's hacking? Mm. Oh, the Russians got us. 
They got us, Joe. Darn. Look at this little gem from Ignatius buried in the piece. Here we go. They set up the whole scheme here. Flynn talked to Kislyak. It may have been a violation of the Logan Act. <laughs> That's hilarious. The Logan Act. I mean, the unconstitutional law never charged successfully in the history of the United States. Yeah, that one. He sets that up, but it gets even better. He says, Ignatius in his piece, question four. Same day the FBI hatches this. Let's just say it was Russian disinformation. Flynn was a part mm. of it. So Ignatius conveniently mentions Flynn in his article, same day. But he asks a question. He says, question. Finally, what's the chance that Russian intelligence has gamed its covert action more subtly than we realized? Applying a counterintelligence lens, it's worth asking whether the Russians hope to be discovered and whether Russian operatives fed the former MI6 officer Steele's controversial dossier deliberately to sow further chaos. There it is. There it is. There it is. There what is? David Ignatius has been part and parcel of this. He has been an inside schemer the whole mm -hmm. time with the intelligence community that leaks to him whenever they need a Pravda-like fake gaslighting narrative. When they need a fake story to go out in the media, they call Ignatius. What's the fake story hatched on January 12th in the IG report? This was Russian intel. We didn't use the dossier. They really got over on us. And what is Ignatius asking? Please, by the way, Joe, frame tactfully in the form of a question. Yeah. So Ignatius, he's just throwing this out there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man, question. What if this was just Russian disinformation? They deliberately deleted it. Leaked it. The intelligence community is like, thank you, David. Thank you for doing that. You see what you... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, same day. Uh-huh. Let's hatch a plot that we got worked over by the Russians. That's not as bad as saying we used a fake dossier. Leak it to Ignatius. He'll ask it in the form of a question in his Washington Post piece. Did we get screwed over by the Russians? Nice job, David. Useful moron. Not even a useful idiot. Useful imbecile. Great job. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, David. Are you really this dumb? There's my question. Question about David Ignatius. Dan Bongino, Bongino.com headline. Is David Ignatius really this dumb? Answer, of course he is. So January 12th, when they hatched this plot to blame Flynn as part of a, his because he's a Russian tool and he's part of this Russian disinformation game, but that's going to be their whole narrative now because they got to distract mm -hmm. you from framing him. Something else happens on January 12th. They look at this gem. Again, hat tip to Jeff Carlson and Lee Smith for prodding me along these lines. I work all the time now in preparation for this show. I got this on Friday. Jeff Carlson at the Epic Times in a piece in August of 2018. Be in the show notes. Read it. Read it, please. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Open my email and read this piece. It says, the Jeff Carlson piece I talked about in the show. Mm -hmm. The case of Adam Lovinger, how security clearances of Trump officials are politicized. What? What the heck does this have to do with framing Mike Flynn and trying to use the Washington Post to paint a narrative. This was all Russian disinfo. And by the way, Flynn's got shady ties to the Russians too. What is Adam Lovett? Who the heck is that? What does that have to do with anything? Well, let's go to Carlson's piece and I'll tell you exactly what it has to do with it. On January 12, 2017. No, Joe, that, that can't be. You mean the same day the Bureau hatches this plot to say the Russians really yeah. got us? Same day, buddy. Same day. On January 12th, Lovinger... 
is invited by Flynn, by Mike Flynn, this guy Adam Lovinger, is invited Uh by General Flynn to serve as a senior director on the Security Council. On that same day, James Baker, James Baker, where did we hear that name? James Baker, you mean the head of the Office of Net Assessments at the Pentagon, who is paying Stefan Halper, the guy who alleges to be spying on Mike Flynn, that guy? Yes, James Baker, back to the piece. That same James Baker, the guy who's managing the contract, some of them, that are paying a spy who is openly communicating to the FBI about Mike Flynn. Go back to the piece. So this guy, Lovinger, James Baker files four separate charges against Lovinger. I still haven't told you what Lovinger's Mm -hmm. done. These counts include an unauthorized trip to Israel and other nonsense stuff. Follow me. This sounds complicated. It's not at all. So this guy, Lovinger, who's friendly with Flynn and is invited to the National Security Council, right. Flynn's the National Security Advisor. Mm-hmm. This guy, Lovinger, was a whistleblower. This guy, Lovinger, was questioning contracts where they were paying Stefan Halper, the same guy lying about Mike Flynn. Halper. Oh, I'll give you the lie in a mm. minute. Mm. So Lovinger's a whistleblower and says, hey, we're paying a guy to spy on the general? The same day they hatched the Russian disinformation plot in the middle of the framing operation on Mike Flynn, this guy who blows the whistle and says, hey, we got a problem. We're paying a guy to spy on U.S. citizens like Flynn. He blows the whistle on it. The same day he has ethics charges filed against him by the guy managing the department that's paying Stefan Halper. (laughs) You don't believe me? Here's the Washington Times. This gets even better. Even better. The great Rowan Scarborough. (laughs) This article's in the show notes too, August of 2019, exclusive. Probe clears pro-Trump Pentagon analyst Lovinger, but the report was withheld from his defense team. (laughs) Yes, this is in fact the Soviet Union. We are morphing into rather quickly. I'm not messing with you. Lovinger, hey, we got a problem. We're paying people to spy on Flynn. He's friends with Flynn Lovinger. Lovinger then gets investigated. Yeah. Lovinger's cleared, but conveniently, when Lovinger's cleared for doing nothing wrong, even the report that clears him screws it up. Listen to this from the Washington Times. The NCIS report said an analysis of the hard drive on Mr. Lovinger's computer, quote, did not yield any classified or sensitive information. So remember, Lovinger's being investigated now. He's really being investigated because he's a whistleblower blowing the whistle on what's happening to mm-hmm. Flynn. They investigate Lovinger, Joe, and they come, keep this up because this is important. The investigation finds, no, no, he, Lovinger didn't have any classified information on, he didn't break any rules. Yet in the declassified version of the report, the word not is missing. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Lovinger did not break the law and did not have any classified information. In the declassified version of the report, they delete the word not to say he did have classified information on his computer. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. You realize if we had a media that had even a sliver of integrity and decency, none of this would be allowed to happen. Guy blows the whistle on Halper's contracts. Halper, who's spying on Flynn and feeding the FBI information about Flynn. The whistleblower gets targeted by the guy Baker running the department paying Halper. 
They investigate him. They find he did nothing wrong. And the report that says he did nothing wrong, they delete the word not to make it seem like he did traffic in classified information when the report says he did not. Where is it? Where's where, where that Russian uh, Soviet? Here we go. The media. The problem media. That's right. Hold on. Sing it. I don't know the Soviet nation. I only know it from the end of Rocky Four. Salute, Joe. Yeah. Paula, can you put Joe up? Who? Joe. Get, Paula, come yes. on. Get Joe up on the camera. Joe, pop this. Pop the attention here. Hey. They're for our media people. This is where we're full pumped now. What is that, dude? This is we're full pumped. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's right here. The evidence is right in front of you. <laughs> now, you may say to yourself, let me just hold on. I hear you. Again, I know you shouldn't laugh at your own jokes, but the media is a joke. Uh, so are these, these deep state corruptocrats. Uh. Why is Lovinger probably blowing the whistle on Halper and saying, hey, why are we paying this guy Halper to spy on folks? Well, let me go to this. Uh, government document about the FBI's communications with Halper. So remember, mm -hmm. on August 10th right. of 2017, the FBI opens cases mm -hmm. on Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, and Paul Manafort, but not on Mike Flynn. Well, what happens magically, of course, on August 11th? Someone gets wind. What do you mean you're not opening up a case on Mike Flynn? You better open up a case. I got a guy, Joe, oh, who shows up on August 11th to talk to the FBI. Stefan Halper, the same guy Lovinger is probably concerned about in his whistleblower report, why we're paying this guy. Yep. And what is Halper? If Halper is, in fact, this CHS, confidential human source, which we believe he is based on the overwhelming amount of it, could be somebody else, but we haven't heard of another confidential human source that's being paid by the FBI. Evidence seems to indicate, based on most of the reporting, that the CHS they're referring to here is Halper. This is an official government document about what happened the next day after the FBI doesn't open up a case on Mike mm. Flynn. Someone probably at headquarters gets wind of it and goes, we're going to open up a case real uh -huh. quick. The CHS, again, believed to be Halper by most reports, stated that whatever surprised everyone, it's redacted, and got into uh, Mike Flynn's cab and joined Flynn on the train. That's CR, but that's Razor talking mm. about Flynn. The CHS stated that he was somewhat suspicious and has been affiliated with several prominent members of Redacted. The CHS believes Blank's father may be a Russian oligarch living. The CHS cannot provide further information. Let me just translate that mm -hmm. for you, what that means. And why Lovinger is probably concerned, and Flynn as well. If that CHS is in fact Halper, which again, most media reporting and most investigative reporters believe that is a spy, mm -hmm. Halper is telling the FBI the day after the FBI says, What are we going to need some more information? Open up on Flynn. Halper magically shows up. He's talking about the 2014 at, Flynn is at dinner. He's at Flinner. The din <laughs> dinner Flynn is at. I can't spit right. it out in 2014 with Svetlana Lakova and how Michael Flynn may have gotten into a cab with Svetlana Lakova. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is Halper wasn't at the dinner. 
and Svetlana Lakova never got in a cab. Her husband picked her up. Nor did Mike Flynn. It never happened. Halper made it up. Now do you understand why Lovinger, this Pentagon analyst who sees these contracts paying Halper and is probably reading some of these reports, is probably saying, wait, we're paying this guy to do what? To make stuff up? And now the question becomes, of course, did the media know? And did the FBI know that Halper was making all this up the whole time as they were targeting Flynn? Of course. All right, let me get to a couple more stories just quick here right, at the end of the show. So um, the New York Times now regarding the Biden Tara Reid allegations, which I addressed with President Trump on the interview, the New York Times is pretending there's some independent media outlet and they want investigations. Look at this hilarious story from the New York Times. Say, Investigate Tara Reid's allegations. Why is this hilarious? Man. Not because the allegations are, the allegations aren't funny. Oh. These are serious allegations that Joe Biden may have sexually assaulted someone. Joe Biden's entitled to the presumption mm -hmm. of innocence here. What's hilarious is the New York Times response. You may say, damn, what's the problem? Even the New York Times is calling for investigations. Clearly, Joe, mm -hmm. the New York Times, which is all in for the FBI investigation of Brett Kavanaugh yes. with the Blasey Ford allegations right. that had no evidence right. at all. Clearly, this is about an FBI investigation, right? Joe, I mean, they're just being principled, yeah, right? The New York yeah, Times. Sure. Well, let's go to the Times piece. So they want the who the FBI should move to investigate the matter swiftly and thoroughly with the full cooperation of the Biden campaign. No, that's not what that says. I'm kidding. Here's the actual <laughs> quote from the New York Times. The Democratic National Committee should move to investigate the matter swiftly and thoroughly with the full cooperation of the Biden campaign. So mm. when just to be clear, when there are baseless evidence free allegations against someone associated with a Republican, mm -hmm. like uh, now Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, mm -hmm. the FBI should get involved and investigate those fully. But when it's Joe Biden's campaign, the investigation should be conducted by the DNC, mm -hmm. led by this hack, Tom Perez. If you look at this video and the Biden campaign, don't get the FBI or anyone else involved. They may actually discover some. This is, by the way, the head of the DNC. Here's his response to this with, I believe, Martha Raddatz. Check this out. But why not just search uh, Tara Reid in those documents? This, this is like the uh, Hillary emails, because there was nothing there. And the reason is, if, if I'm going, I worked, I worked on the Senate Judiciary Committee in 1995. The ranking member was Joe Biden. If you want, I wasn't working for Joe Biden, I was working for Senator Kennedy. If you want to see my uh, personnel records, you don't go to the Kennedy Institute. That's not where they go. And so when you ask the University of Delaware to take a look at something, you're asking them to look for something that doesn't exist. And the fact of the matter is that the president of the United States, the former president, Barack Obama, conducted an exhaustive search. And, and that was Biden 2008. Open I, book. I, mm. There's the head of the DNC. Now you see why the New York Times wants the DNC to investigate, because Tom Perez, the head of the DNC, is already saying, no, no, we don't need to go to the University of Devel uh, Delaware where Miss Reed's allegations may be. May, we may get a whole, no, no, we don't need to do that. Don't right. worry. Mm. Good job, New York Times. Jur journalism at its finest. But again, New York Times, while you're doing that, recommending the DNC investigate its own people and the FBI investigate everyone else, don't ask the FBI to actually investigate their own malfeasance in the setting up of Mike Flynn because he knew what was happening the whole time. Don't you worry about that. Disgusting. What a rag. Pathetic. All right, today's show was animated. I'm sorry, but uh, I was a little excited about that story. Uh, don't miss tomorrow's show. I got a lot more, including how we 
claiming to do things in the name of public health while we're starving people and uh, destroying our hospital capacity. Yeah, that's going to require its whole section tomorrow. Please subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Subscriptions are free on YouTube. It really helps us get our message out. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.